Welcome to the Self-Love Breakfast Club, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. everyone and welcome back to the self-love breakfast club we have a great episode for you today oh my goodness i don't know if you guys listen to my self-love sunday episodes but it's funny because this was the second week in a row that i just totally biffed it and last week i had something really intense kind of going on and so i was just like you know what it's better to take care of myself than to worry about taking care of others and then this week i biffed it again. So clearly there's something going on there that needs to be explored. And I don't know, I'm looking forward to figuring out how I can kind of revamp the self-love Sunday emails and subsequently the podcast episodes. So maybe it becomes a little more interesting, a little more exciting. But yeah, I think I'm just kind of feeling a little over it and I'm not sure why. So check out that really short little episode if you're interested in that. Other things, we have closed the doors to my self-love for life program, which is so exciting. I could not have asked for a better roster of clients. It is so amazing to be spending just, you know, I have a couple of days a week where I meet with my clients and it is so beautiful. And the work that they're doing is just blowing my mind. It is absolutely blowing my mind. I think it's blowing theirs a little bit for sure because it's super crazy and intense work, but it's just been such an honor to guide them through even just this first month. And I have a couple more starting this month in February. We are finally already in February. Yeah. So it's just really cool. I'm not opening the doors again for a year and that's not lip service. That's not one of those like, guys, it closes for a year. And then in two months, I'm like, guys, I open the doors again. Like that's not happening for me. The reason why is that, you know, this is a 10 month intense program and I want to take that space with my clients, but also like I want December off. (laughs) You know, if I start people in January, then they end at the end of October. And if I start in February, they end at the end of November. Racing season ends in mid-November-ish. And that way I have the month of December just completely off to spend time with my husband, to travel, to do all of that stuff. So that's really kind of why I chose this structure and to close the doors and just, yeah, just not take any more people. So If you put it off, I am so sorry, but next year we will see what it looks like. It could change. It could be a different style. It could be a different length. It could be more expensive. I have no idea what that looks like. Uh, That's a year away. So I am going to continue to talk about it just because it's so cool what is going on and what I get to do. And I will be having something around the area of emotional eating and body image probably, I want to say like April, May, I'm looking at putting together a six month group program, like a really intense, intimate group program. So that is coming down the pipe for sure. I'm super excited about that because you guys know if you followed me for a while, body image is my jam. I have gone through it 
through it (laughs) with my own personal body image. And I've come to a place where I can truly just be in my body and be happy with it. So I'm just like stoked to share that. I've always felt in the realm of self-love that if I could just sprinkle what I feel, even just like at the times where I had like a tiny little bit of self-love, I was like, man, if I could sprinkle this on other people, like I could change the world (laughs) because if women just love themselves a little bit more, oh my gosh, the things that we all could do. So yeah, that's that. Yeah. So other than that, you guys, like I'm really excited. I have been selected as a health and wellness columnist for Marketing, Media, and Money magazine, which is really weird because generally all of the columnists are talking about marketing and media and money. And I'm here like, hi guys, health and wellness. So it's been really cool to be asked to do that. And I'm pretty pumped about that this year. It's a quarterly issue. is totally free. And I believe it comes out on Monday as the first of this year, the first issue of this year. So Monday, the, I want to say it's the 8th. If it's not the 8th, you know, the 8th-ish, <laughs> 7th, 8th, whatever. <laughs> so today we have one of my beautiful sister coaches, Ashley. I do want to put in a trigger warning for you guys. We do discuss, not super in depth, but the subject of sexual assault does come up. So I just wanted to go ahead and put out a little trigger warning for you because I know that some of my listeners have possibly had trauma in that area. And what we're going to do is we're going to put in the show notes exactly where that starts and where it ends. So if you want to skip it, you are more than welcome to skip it. If you feel okay to stay through it, stay through it. But I wanted to give you the option for that. So Ashley, she's a spiritual self-love coach whose mission is to help women embrace their highest self and radiate love. She's committed to guiding women back to their truth so that they no longer have to search for the answers outside of themselves anymore. Okay, you guys. So today I have another amazing one of my peer coaches. We actually worked together while we were getting our certification. It was such a beautiful experience. I think for both of us, (laughs) Um, I absolutely adore her. So everyone welcome Ashley Malone. Welcome to the Self Love Breakfast Club. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. So this was a long time coming. We have had to reschedule this so many times. <laughs> I know. Talk about divine planning. Yeah. And you're on the other side of the world right now. So it's definitely not easy. Exactly. But I'm so glad that everything aligned and yeah, we have this precious moment, sacred moment that we can Here we are. just discuss. Yeah. Whatever. So We like to start things out with like kind of like a little initiation and it's called goals, gratitude, and badassery. So right now, what is your goal? What are your goals? Right now, my goal is obviously we have just graduated from the Hungry Happiness Certification Program. So my goal at the moment is to just use all the tools and apply all the knowledge I've experienced to really to guide women back to themselves and heal the ruptures and wounds from childhood, from, you know, sort of any traumatic experience in their life to help them to feel whole again and worthy and loved and 
so that they feel they belong, especially during this time with obviously the coronavirus pandemic. I think it is needed and it really is my number one priority to just be a guide and fully step into my power and help women and show them to step into theirs too. Beautiful. What are you grateful for? You know what's so crazy is that the past two weeks or so, I've been like diving in fully to um, gratitude and it is so powerful. Like the moment you can put your focus on what you're grateful for and even if it's like a little thing, it can just shift your energy so profoundly and for me at the moment I've been grateful for like such simple things like having a roof over my head, having coffee in the morning, having my family to be surrounded by with having this time even in the pandemic to really go inwards and connect with myself and yeah even though at the moment I can see what a challenging time it is for us all collectively. It's all about as well as what has been helping me with gratitude is just like having my perspective on things and mm-hmm. situations. And it's sort of like during this time, it's so easy to get lost in like the news and what's going on and the fear. But when you can really switch the perspective to be like, just allowing yourself to get curious if this were to be happening for me. Is that true? Could that be true? Because the moment you can see it in that way that perhaps life could be happening for you, it changes everything. Perhaps this time is allowing you to truly connect with yourself and truly to just be in your essence. And even I'm sure if, can be a time for a lot of people that are feeling quite lost and directionless in life to really come back to who they are, their intuition and what it is they really desire. So yeah, back to gratitude. It's just the simple things for me at the moment. I love that. Yeah, actually, I was at a Tony Robbins conference and whatever they call them. Um, One of the things he had said is that it's easier to shift your energy by focusing on something you're grateful for rather than going straight to like just being positive. Sometimes it's really hard to, you know, shift something and just be like, okay, now I'm positive. But if you have just even just like a tiny little spark of something to be grateful for, like that can really be the first step and change everything. So, and then our last one is badassery. So what have you done recently that you are super proud of or that you think is pretty badass? Let's see. So recently, this is quite a random one, but at the moment I'm actually doing driving lessons to pass my drivers. And I don't know why it's been in the past. I have had a lot of blocks around doing this. I've had like so much fear around driving in the past and I've sort of gone for it and then like just given up and then life got in the way and travels got in the way. So I let it be. And at the moment I'm just fully like leaning in and doing it. And I'm so proud of myself because it's just 
reminding me that once you practice something Mm -hmm. like it just gets better and it really reminds me of how when you believe you can do something it is so possible and it's such a like minor thing and for so many people but this has been like a huge block for me and I'm super proud of myself for finally just leaning in and doing it. So you've never driven like you haven't been able to drive? Well I haven't been able to drive no but so when I graduated from school in South Africa you can only get your theory do your theory test at 17 and then drive at 18 so it's a bit later than where you are. Mm -hmm. And because my birthday was so late in the year at school, I didn't really have the time to like do it. And then once school was finished, I went on a gap year. So I had minimal time. And then from that gap year, I came back to uni, did it. And then my theory test expired. So I left (laughs) it. And then like I went traveling again. So I didn't really have like a solid time like whenever I did have the time it was like a lot of pressure because it was like I need to get it done by this date so now I can just let it be and like remove the attachment to it and that's also why I think I am finding it a lot easier this time. Mm-hmm. You can definitely build something like that up into your head to be so big and scary and intimidating. Yeah, driving. That's crazy. So like, do you guys drive on the opposite side of the road in South Africa? Because I know when I was in Tanzania, I guess it's the regular side of the road for you. But when I was in Tanzania, I was like, whoa, because everyone was on the opposite. Instead of driving on the right side, they drove on the left. Is that what you Yeah, we on the left. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And then God forbid you try to come drive over here. You'll... Exactly. So So funny. So let's talk a little bit about like where you're going, where you came from. You are a spiritual self-love coach. And I just want to hear a little bit about like what like led you to that or like what, you know, a little just a bit about yourself to share. Because I think that sometimes the most powerful things are just like, you know, being able to relate to someone and hearing someone's story. Like we don't know the whole story, but you know, like just like, what do you think are the most just profound moments that like led you where you are now? So I'll just try and sum it up as quickly as I can. But most of my life, especially in my school days, I had no idea what I wanted to be. I was like wrapped around in my head thinking like I have to think my way to a career which didn't work and didn't feel right whenever I would think I found something. So I had quite a, I guess you can say traumatic childhood experience, but my way of dealing with that as a child was to like completely block it off and pretend it never happened. So when I was in high school, I was kind of in denial of what I went through and thinking like, yeah, life is good, life is fine. And then it came to when I was in university, I think a lot of my childhood trauma and stuff came up. And towards the end of university, I actually ended up having a nervous breakdown where everything just collapsed. And I actually went for therapy, so psychology, because I really needed it. I was at such a low place in my life. And as I was in therapy, so many things began to unearth from my childhood that I realized like why I was the way I was and did you like block those things out or was it more of just like a, you just kind of glazed over it and didn't want to think about it anymore? Or so like, was it 
were they coming back up? Like, whoa, I, I forgot about that. Or? It, was like, it was more like, so what I did is I put it in a little box and I just like put it to the back of my subconscious mind. So I knew it was there, but I just never thought about it. And I was like, yeah, that didn't happen sort of thing. Mm. So it just all began to unearth because I just began talking about it. And then my therapist is like, wow, you talking about all these things with like such a straight face. And Mm. that made me realize, oh, like, shit, I am so far gone from these experiences. And briefly, some of them were. So when I was in primary school at the age of around nine years old, I experienced sexual abuse from a close family member. And it was quite a traumatic experience for me because I was too scared to speak and like, speak about the situation that was happening and only years later did I have the courage to just be like no this is enough and I was able to speak about it but then it was sort of like I say wrapped up in a box and like put to the back of my mind I didn't understand trauma right at around 14 when that was over I just thought okay that happened cool that's done that won't bother me I didn't understand like these things live within you And I also experienced, I would say, sort of physical abuse, not to an extreme extent, but my mom did have a temper growing up. So Mm. sometimes I was at the back end of that and emotional abuse. I experienced that as well. My mother and I, we didn't have a very good relationship growing up and as much as it's easier to blame the other person, I also know my part in that, that I was this child that was obviously dealing with a lot that couldn't, didn't know how to express it. So I expressed it in so many like unhealthy ways, I guess. When I was a teenager, I was just super moody and angry all the time. And I also, if I was feeling too emotional, looking back, I can see how I would gravitate towards food to just like, not in like an extreme way, but I definitely devices to escape that was like through food, numbing out, um, social media, sleeping, like any means to avoid what was happening. So anyway, back to my experience of being in my therapist's office, all of this stuff was unearthing. And the way my therapist was able to help me at such a low point in my life, I realized that like, oh my word, like I have been through all of this stuff for a reason because all I want to do is I want to help people. Like I want to be the therapist in that chair and I want to be helping and guiding someone else through like such a sticky situation. And anyway, so life moved on. I went to the UK to do some work as I had dropped out of university. So life sort of moved on. And I was thinking of going into therapy and starting to be a psychologist, but I just realized that it was so many years that I didn't feel like dedicating my life to. And and also there was something about it that I just felt like this isn't for me. It just felt like I could see myself so easily being in that chair and just crumbling because obviously psychology has a completely different approach to life coaching. And what drew me towards life coaching is the fact that it's not about like staying in the story and staying in the stickiness. Mm. It's about, okay, this happened to me, but how do I move through this sort of thing? And how do I turn this into an experience that, can uplift me 
So yeah, I was drawn towards becoming a life coach and Hungry for Happiness found me. I can't say I was looking for it. It just came at a time in my life that I was like, wow, I need this. (laughs) And it was such an incredible experience that I am like so overjoyed that I did it and I get to use this, all that I learned through the program and my experiences to help women come back to themselves and empower themselves. Thank you for sharing that. That's, I mean, you've been through a lot (laughs) a lot. I actually, I really relate to what you were saying about sitting in your therapist office and having them be like, what? Because I remember sitting there, you know, talking about all of this trauma that I had been through and, you know, just saying it, like I was talking about the weather and she stopped me and was like, most people that I would have in my office talking about the things you are talking about right now would be inconsolable like sobbing she's like you're just she's like the things that you're saying she's like you're so just you're just saying them and I realized later now it's funny at the time she didn't say it you know but I was so disconnected from those things like it was just like yeah it happened it was horrible (laughs) you know (laughs) let's move on like yeah it happened and there was no healing done there because my brain had already just decided like, nope, we're good. It happened. We're over it. We've moved on. We're super strong. We're super strong because of it, but we're good. We're good. So yeah, it's amazing to hear that even just that little piece, you know, that's so, so relatable. <laughs> so relatable. So I also want to say you, I mean, that's, I think it takes a lot to go through it so much abuse in all kinds and then come through the other side wanting to help other people through it. I think there are just, I mean, there's two very different types of people. You know, there are people who just get deeper and deeper and deeper into their wounds and end up, I don't want to say becoming bad people, but more so they're just so wrapped up in their shit that they can't see beyond it and it destroys them. And it like they lash out at people around them and they just are very unhappy people. And then I think there are people like us who go through it. And for some reason, I don't know what it is. We've decided that we want to help other people get through this so they can get to where we are because it's a gift to feel the way that we do. Exactly. Exactly. What you said is a hundred percent right. And I also think back, to my family dynamic as you mentioned that Mm. and wow (laughs) I'm so grateful that I have the desire to turn my pain into purpose because I look at my family and as much as I love them and they are good people they aren't bad or anything but I can see how the experiences they have been through have sort of been used to validate their life and their experience and them not wanting to really do anything about it. Mm. And as I say, as well as with regards to my mother, I can see everything that she did was just her like trying to cope with life. Um, And that's why, I mean, I still deal with the mother wound. It hasn't just gone away, but I do have compassion and I do I have compassion because I understand if I were to be her age and not have these tools, like I can't say I wouldn't have done the same things. Um, I would pray that I wouldn't, but I also can't say that. So yeah, I'm super grateful and I just don't understand why we aren't 
taught these things in school. It like baffles me so much. (laughs) I don't think, how could we be taught it in school when most people, they're so wrapped up in their own stuff. I mean, you see even, you know, in the United States, we're looking at these people who are supposed to be leaders and they have their own shit to work. You know, I think this is such a new thing, healing, internal healing. And even if it's just that jerk in second grade who said that mean thing to you and it stuck with you somehow, like that's a wound, you know? And I think, like you said, you know, you can have compassion for your mother. And I think it's so beautiful to be able to look at someone who wronged you, who truly wronged you. And no one would see anything wrong with or or not understand if you were like, nope, done with her, you know, or like screw her and had that kind of attitude. Everyone would get it. But to turn around and give compassion to someone who treated you badly is so incredible. And it's not normal. Like that's not the grain. We are not taught that, you know, there are so many phrases like a leopard can't change its spots. And once a cheater, always a cheater. And just all of these old like phrases that are, they're finite. And they say that you cannot change if you've done wrong, or if you've been quote bad, then it's not possible for you to change. And that's just not true. Because What do we have? If we can't have the belief that people have the ability to fundamentally change, like at their core, then what are we doing? You know, throw half the world in the trash. (laughs) What a scary place to be to believe that, you know, a leopard never changes its spots. Mm. And, you know, because if that could mean it for someone else, what would that mean for you? Yeah. So, um, yeah. Coming back to, yeah, like you say, having compassion for my mom, a big lesson for me was forgiveness. That was a huge lesson for me in this program because that was one thing that, like, I didn't understand growing up and, like, going through shit times. Like, I so easily played victim and, like, holding grudges towards people because that was my way of protecting myself. Until you can have compassion for that person that has did you wrong. Mm. It's not to say that what they did is acceptable. You are freeing yourself energetically from that being. So the more that you can just accept what a person has done to you, accept that it happened and just show them love because you know, for them to have done that thing, they probably couldn't have been in a good place to begin with then you can truly begin to set yourself free. Yeah. Forgiveness is so interesting because, you know, people are really against forgiving others, you know, because they need something from that person. They need an acknowledgement. They need an apology. They need, you know, and even then, if you need something from that person, it's not going to be enough. But forgiveness truly is for you. It's not for that person. You're not saying, hey, what you did was okay. And like, we're good now. You are releasing, like you said, you're releasing that energy from your body. You don't have to carry it around with you anymore. People are so, we need things from others. I need you to forgive me. I need you to give me love. I need you to do this instead of, well, can I give myself can I give myself forgiveness or can I be okay and cool and good with what I've done? And if not, like, can I do the appropriate steps to release that energy, whether that be to have a conversation or not? And you don't have to 
have someone in your life to forgive them. You don't have to reinvite them back in and rip open old wounds. You can release that energy and never have to speak to them again. Exactly. And that's what's so amazing about it is that forgiveness can happen whenever with whoever they can be here on this planet they can be you know not here physically it's a personal thing to free yourself and it's so often overlooked but also by not forgiving you are blocking yourself from that fulfillment and that sense of self-love because they are draining all that essence away from you and until you can look at that and be like no more it will continue so good it's so true yeah because you can't I mean if you've got a garage or you're holding that back like how much growth can you truly do on yourself how much personal development can you truly do on the inside if you're just like okay well we're not going to address this but like we'll just go over here and do all this other stuff like that's not how it works it has to be as like a whole being like your whole self has to be on board. Another thing I've also learned and come to terms with like through my spiritual journey and my own healing is that like you can just say something to a person like how was your day at the office and like it can come from such a genuine place but for them they could see it as like you know what is she plotting against me sort of thing you know we can't control how another she knows I hate my job why is she asking exactly (laughs) like like what you know and I come like I notice this quite often where I can be coming from a place of like total like just compassion or you know curiosity and people can take it so many different ways but you Mm -hmm. have to understand the lens that they're looking through and it helps you not to take things personally ever exactly oh yeah yeah it's so true it's so interesting I mean I am in such a place now where I'm like, this shit has nothing to do with me. You know, like your reaction to me has nothing to do with me. And it's so weird because normally we're like, you know, oh, she said this to me and da, 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 da. And we, you know, get all up in our feelings about it and get defensive and that's our own shit, you know, but if we can truly... Yeah. (laughs) Like if someone's upsetting you or triggering you, like that's something to look at on the inside. You know, what is that about? Get curious about it. But yeah, if you can truly just sit there and be like, okay, I'm not going to take your reaction personal because it really doesn't have anything to do with me. Like so freeing. (laughs) I love it. It's amazing. This work is amazing. I know, right? I'm like, it's so chill now. (laughs) I'm not, I'm not running around thinking, you know, like balled up with this tension worrying about what other people think of me or if they like me or not it's kind of like well if you don't like me like says more about you than it does about me or if you have this reaction that says more about you than me and if I have a reaction that says more about me than you (laughs) exactly and it feels so good to be authentic and just be authentic self because Mm. for how long have we been like putting on these masks everything's fine everything's good you know and I can't tell you how painful it is to live like that. Like be real. If someone likes you, cool. If they don't, they don't. Like that is just life at the end of the day. Like you wouldn't want everyone to like you. You want to be your own unique person. 
and life gets to be easy we just complicate it for ourselves oh and it really gets to be so simple yeah because we live in that story we tell ourselves a story and we just live there instead of exactly. you know being open to other that there may not be a story <laughs> sometimes it's face value <laughs> I really want to realize that everything you need is within you and not externally. Then mm. you're not coming from a place of scarcity yeah. and like, oh, I need this person or I need that or like, you know, searching, searching, searching until you can truly look within and understand that whatever you want from that person is actually what you desire to give yourself. It just changes everything. Yes. Beautiful. On that note, so we like to end things on a quote. So is there like a quote that you live by or something lately that's really been speaking to you that you can share with us? I can't remember where I heard it, mm. but I heard someone saying, hold space for yourself. And I think that is so powerful. Mm. Like once you let the words just sink in, it's like so often, and especially for me and like the industry I'm in it's like oh how can I be there for that person and you know wanting to better someone else but it's also like a reminder to hold space for yourself because you know we need it and as a whole we are going through a lot at the the moment so it's so important to just hold space for yourself and just listen to what it is you need in every moment and yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you. So where can my listeners find you? So I am on Instagram. That is my most popular place, I would say. So that is Ashley Malone, Ashley double Y underscore Malone. And yeah, that's cool. where your lovely viewers can find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ashley. It was so beautiful to talk with you today. And I'm so pumped to have you here. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on here and creating the space. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Self Love Breakfast Club. If you enjoyed it, please share with your friends and tag us in your Instagram stories. See you next time.